Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 57 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I'm Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over season three, episode 13, The Devil You Know, a.k.a. Hall Punch 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> See, so you weren't right. <laughs> when I was joking that your a.k.a. was just going to be Hell Punch 2. You were only partially I correct. I was partially actually correct. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this type of episode. It's happening, guys. The uh, drinks are going. Fine. Uh, see, but now that you've done that, I can't just do Hotel California part two. You can. Because you can call like, that joke's been taken already. <laughs> you can call it... Uh, the I mean, Eagle Strike Back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this first aired on October 29th, 1999, written by Robert C. Cooper, directed by Life Peter Life in Dolly's. the Hell Lane. Ooh. I'm done. <laughs> Life in the Hell Lane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, um... Peter Dolly's. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, all of it, as you would be in a part two, all of the guest stars are the same. Gotcha. Uh, although we do have... We didn't see Aldwin last episode. That's played by uh, William DeVry, okay. who is seen in, like, all... Bol- wait. All My Children, The Bold and the Beautiful, and currently in General Hospital. So if there's oh, any soap opera fans, the trio of soaps been around the soap opera block. Nice, all the ones I, all the ones except the one that I actually know, which is Days of Our Lives. I have <laughs> never, I have seen episodes of Days of Our Lives, but I was not actually paying attention or conscious gotcha. of, to what was going on. There's a couple. Of they were just on I've in seen. the house. Because Jensen Ackles, who we all yes. know as Dean from Supernatural, yes. was a Brady. I forget his name, but he was one of the Brady kids, and um, I was totally in love Days with him on Days of Our Lives. Oh, yeah! So we got to start. Well, yeah, he's still, he's still. I everyone, I think people can guess I'm Sam, girl. Oh, I'm a Dean, Dean girl. girl, and it works out well. <laughs> Most yeah. of my friends are Dean girls. There you go. So Dean girls. Yep. Not to be confused with Dean from Gilmore Girls, who is Sam. Who I would... He's kind of... He's not actually the best on that show. Is everyone thoroughly confused now? (laughs) He's... Dean on that show is not really the best. He's not my guy. We all know I'm Team Jess. I'm biased only because of who it is. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The actor... You know, there's a lot of people out there uh, Um, who are Team Dean. In fact, a lot of the actors from the show are Team Dean. I do, yeah... I mean, <laughs> well, okay. Let me put it this way: Now that we are, when we see the the the, the reunion, the, sure. the four episodes coming up, and in, in a like two weeks, less than two weeks, uh, guys. less than two weeks, we're counting down. See now, Dean with a couple years on him, realizing you know some emotional stabilization oh, going yeah. on in his life. I can imagine I'm fully Team Dean at, at this point. Well, here's my thought: If Team Dean can get his shit together yes. and be more than just a small town schlum, exactly, maybe that's what I'm saying. But I'm all Team Jess. I yeah. mean, have you seen Milo Ventimiglia lately? <laughs> oh, it's getting hot in here. To be fair, he needed some emotional stabilization That's as fair. well. That's fair. fair. He needed to be able to, to be connect. Fair, everyone on that show needed some emotional stabilization. They all stabilization. needed some growth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, so the the title back to the Stargate uh, podcast instead of the Gilmore Girls That's podcast. Right. <laughs> By the way, there will be at some point a, a Gilmore Girls cast. tangent cast, <laughs> and we greatly apologize. Uh, but Gilmore, Girls. I don't apologize. I love Gilmore Super Girls. Fair. Yeah, there's no apology. <laughs> so the title of this, the W know, is a saying that uh, you know better the W know than the W don't. Mm. Um, it's apparently not super apparent where this saying came from, but yeah. it looks like it was of Irish origin and originally appeared in a collection of sayings by Richard Tavner in 1539. Wow. I also saw a couple of websites saying that it was a modification, like modification and translation of an old Latin phrase. Well, I guess that makes sense because the devil plays big. The yeah. devil as the devil plays big in like Christianity, Catholicism. Yeah. So it makes sense that well, it came Well, and from I that. thought it originally like came from somewhere like in the church. I knew it wasn't That's a true. biblical saying, but I thought, but apparently not necessarily. <laughs> in Psalms 23, <laughs> they reference Stargate and say, yes. better the devil you know than the devil you don't. <laughs> Through the chop I um, <laughs> the circle of travel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just obviously a common saying. And again, you know, if you're SG1, you'd probably prefer Apophis over Sokar. Sokar. Holy moly. Yeah. Voldemort wannabe. Yeah. I'm not a, a fan. He, he still needs to chop his nose off. A little bit, yeah. But, but the skin's got the thing going. Yeah. The skin's got the same He's got color. that awesome vitamin D deficiency He skin. also <laughs> has that, like, that neck. It's hard to describe it. That almost, like, snake-like neck uh, yeah. movement. Wobble. Like, it's not a wobble, but yeah, it's a yeah. very eerie it's uh, a, movement. It's a very reptilian sort of thing that both Voldemort and Sokar have in oh, common. Oh, totally. I agree. So, we start this episode with Teal'c giving us a previously on SG-1 and yeah. we get our recap. I love the... Okay, so this previously on made me think that I love the idea that these are all stories that Teal'c is telling <laughs> to, like, his great-grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. Because that's why it would start with Teal'c giving us a previously on. So it's like... And then... these Because I just love it. I absolutely yeah. love that that's my, that's my theory now that at the end of the entire series, we're going to see Teal'c sitting around like a campfire or something with his grandkids. This is where I take a drink. And they're all going to be named, like, Jack and Sam and Daniel. <laughs> this is... Well, not just Daniel. It's Daniel Jackson. That's is true. the first name. Daniel Jackson? Yeah. It's one, one word. <laughs> That's where, this is where I take a drink. I'm totally so for I it. Don't. No. <laughs> all the drinks of all the things. We're Give both going to drink the at the same time. ending of the series. <laughs> um, so, anyway, then Teal'c brings us the conclusion. Um, Jack clarifies that they're not too happy to see Apophis. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Apophis claims that they, you know, you know, that they will be the means by which he reclaims his power and position. Interesting. Awesome. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I would like to see your pamphlet. Uh-huh. Um, and Daniel tries to ruin Apophis' day by telling him that Amonet is dead. Sorry. Not sorry. Deal with it. Uh, and, you know, and, and Apophis asks where the Shulva is, but no one will say anything. Right. And Kintak is is a butt and takes the communication device from Daniel. Mm-hmm. So Apophis takes it and calls out to Teal that this is his god and he, you know, I am now back and he plans on torturing his friends, but I will torture you more. And he sends the group back to the pit and names Kintak his first prime. 
And uh, he goes, look, you can search the team. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to kill him. I'm just, you know, the only thing I'm disappointed at that doesn't happen here is I. there's no Terminator reference from Jack. There is not. And the face is looking for a Terminator reference. Oh, that's, Apophis maybe that's why Apophis is so angry. <laughs> it's like, nobody even noticed my Terminator face. You have the Terminator stand-in as yeah. his first crime. <laughs> that's true. <Yeah. laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. So many Terminator references, it's all a conspiracy, guys. Yes. <laughs> to be the Terminator. Terminate-spiracy. I don't know what the conspiracy <laughs> I don't <know> is. <laughs> it's getting silly up in here. So, um, so back down in the pit of red filters. By the way, I'm really happy to get off this episode and off of the red light no filters because it got old yeah. fast. The color balance is nice. <laughs> More than red and black is nice. Yeah. Um, so Martooth basically is like, I told you so. About Sokar <laughs> reviving Apophis with a sarcophagus. Seriously, yeah. Told you so. The, yeah, the most shit-eating face like I've ever... Oh I've God. wanted to just kick him in the face a little bit. Or down lower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently Apophis's one chance now is to convince Sokar not to kill him and to buy his freedom with the information the team has about Earth and the Tok'ra. Mm. Meanwhile, Jacob's running a super high fever still. Yep. And credits. And just kidding. So Poppus <laughs> is up in the Hotel California lobby announcing that Binar is dead and he is now in charge. And when Sokar comes, he will destroy him. You know, I don't know why I expect this, but when he said Binar is dead, I wanted him to go, all hail Binar. <laughs> <I know. laughs> anyway, that's all. Yeah. Um... And uh, so he goes, those that will follow Apophis will be led to freedom when he basically takes over the entire galaxy mm-hmm. and takes down all the Gould, and the team down in the pit can hear this whole speech. Um, to which Jack points out that this, you know, the whole dead deal really humbled Apophis right. a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's really come back as like a totally chill dude. Mm-hmm. Totally chill. Yep. Like no... Um, you know, no His desires ego to is take much over. Smaller. Yeah, no desires to take over the world or anything. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know what? I just want to like have a farm with some dogs. Yeah, and chill out. I just want a homestead farm. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly what's happening. Want to learn how to do some blacksmithing? Yeah, with my own nails. you know, maybe brew some beer. Everyone instead <laughs> bows to Apophis. Um, well, he wants to learn how to brew the the blood of the Sokar. <laughs> yeah, the blood of Sokar. Yes. Which I would definitely drink. That's what we should be drinking now. Where's my blood of Sokar? As long as someone's not torturing me and I'm in a safe environment. I'm drinking the blood of mango instead. If there's someone who's staying sober and we're in a safe place, always take your recreational drug safely, kids. And make sure sure no one's going to like let me leave the house. Yeah, yeah, or jump out a window or anything inappropriate like that. Totally, I'm for it. So, um, back on the planet in Sokar's throne room, Sokar's Jaffa tells him that Teal got away through hyperspace mm. and Sokar announces that they will instead attack the system lords in two days instead of the week and a half that we mentioned last episode mm-hmm. uh, and as the Jaffa starts to say that there's no way things would be rated that fast Sokar just looks at him and goes did I stutter? <laughs> Do it now! <laughs> what did I just say? Yeah. What did I just say? And the guy's like yeah the ships will be ready. Okay, goes, That's what kidding. I thought. Just kidding we're totally fine we're gonna be ready. That's what I thought. So now in what is now Apophis's quarters, mm. it used to be Binar's, mm-hmm. um, he's pondering his scarred Terminator yeah, Phantom of the Opera face. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kintek says that 300 have joined them and the rest have been banished to the surface to either yeah. change their minds or die. Hey, that works. It's good. <laughs> you know, it's nice to give people choices. Yeah, they have a chance yeah. now. You either die 
And I'm sure everyone who then decides to follow him in order to survive can mm-hmm. totally trustworthy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, aren't, it's just totally how. Totally aren't saying it just to survive. Right. Not even a little bit. No. No. They have upstanding <laughs> morals on that planet. I mean, everyone in hell is usually there because of that. Yes, Because exactly. they're such good people. <laughs> <laughs> the sarcasm is thick today. Uh, and so, um, but, and then as the as Kintec was searching the team, he did find the memory recall remote on Mars tooth, which certainly won't be used for evil in any way. <laughs> so they have one day before Sokar sends his ships to destroy them, unless they have something he wants. Paphos already knows who the intruders are, mm-hmm. and he'll know much more by the time Sokar gets there and calls for the woman to be brought to him. <laughs> Bring so me the woman. when Kintek arrives to get Sam, Jack tries to stand up to him and gets shot in the leg with a staff weapon yeah, instead. Yeah, that's not how it works. And Sam ends up going with Kintak, and Jack's leg is cauterized from the blast, but there mm-hmm. may still be bleeding internally. And Daniel wraps his banana, his pocket banana, bandana. <laughs> Shit. That's okay, bananas are delicious. I know why you his were there. Pocket bandana around his leg while Jack comments on how awesome it feels. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you start with a banana, it, it is pretty great. It is. I will say that I'm glad that they don't do anything stupid like all of a sudden Sam's in like sexy chains. Yeah, I know. Or like her shirt's ripped yeah. off. Or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. stupid like that. I'm really glad. That I'm glad they had the willpower to keep Just, this yeah. realistic hell torturing. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's no actual reason for her to be in a slave Leia costume. No, well, to be fair, <laughs> Apophis has no interest in, sl- in slave Leia anyone. <laughs> it's not how he rolls. He's going to put a uh, symbiote in someone, so therefore, you know, yeah. willing. Yeah, that's true. Because that's not... Anyway. That's not creepy or weird at all. Nope. No. that's. I mean, when you get a symbiote in you, it's usually because that's exactly what you want. You're totally into symbiotes, not because exactly. you're trying to stay alive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Teal'c is flying through hyperspace. Mm-hmm. And then Sam is brought to Apophis and forced onto her knees. Apophis finds the memory device, and so now he gets to have fun torturing them. Yay. So Slam fa- Slam flashes to herself as a teenager, looking through photos of her mother. I'm assuming, like, right after she's died. I'm assuming it's, like, on the after her funeral or something. Yeah, judging by the dress she's wearing. Yeah. She's wearing black. It's very somber. Yeah, and he's in his dress uniform. His, right, his, his, Her right. father, so... Um, and Sam's back in present day saying that he won't tell him anything and has some blood of Sokar forced on her throat. Mm-hmm. So we flash back and it's it's now current Sam, age-wise, right. in the role of her teenage self. Yeah, I love the way they did this where they kept her in the same uh, uh, clothes, the yeah. same costuming, uh, same position. And like her mannerisms are that of a younger woman, yep. but they're on her, which I just yeah. really love the way that, that she did that. And I like the idea of just kind of keep the costume there. Then Amanda Tapping. She, she's pretty can't. good. She's pretty good. She's pretty awesome. She should Somebody should give her some jobs here or there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and her father's now, Jacob's now sitting down with her. And Jacob tells her, you know, you haven't said two words since the, since the accident. And Sam's brother... Uh, Mark blames Jacob. Jacob blames himself. Sam says, "You know, your work has always been more important to more important to you than any of us." Which mm-hmm. Jacob flatly denies. He's like, "I don't want forgiveness. I don't think I can accept that right now. I just want you to understand." And they go on in, in this nice little sweet scene between mm-hmm. between father and daughter. Um, and Jacob just wants to make sure that the things that um, that. Is her mother loved the most don't die with her. Right. And that his life is over without Sam and her brother Mark. And then Sam starts flashing between present day and the memories and the lines start repeating. Mm-hmm. Like the the 
the There's a glitch record. in the system. There's a yeah, glitch the, in the, the matrix. Yeah. yeah. Uh. The record is scratched. We're skipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam starts to realize something's up. Sam's like, I forgave you long ago. And yeah. then she realizes that if they never had this conversation, she would have continued to hate Jacob and the military and, you know, never would have joined. Jacob would have died of cancer. They never would have been here on mm. the hell planet. Hell moon, to be fair. Hell uh, moon. So Jacob's like, look, I'm dying. And she's like, you know, I need you to tell me the way home. And or she'll, you'll lose me forever if you don't give me the iris code. Yeah. Sam's like, I ain't stupid. Yeah, I got this figured out. This shit ain't right. Quote, unquote, Jacob. (laughs) And quote, unquote, Jacob becomes very annoyed yelling Apophis. Yeah. Just flips into him. And Sam's like, no. And Apophis like, tell me or I'll kill Jacob. And she's like, no. You know, really, Apophis could have had her if he'd been a little bit more patient. Yeah. The the lack of patience on this man. It's like, dude, you were so close. You almost had her. And then you were like, tell me the thing because I'm an impatient child. Yep, bro. Chill out. You could, have, you could have been okay. Chill out. Yeah. Um, so, Teal'c is now on the planet Vorash and sharing the recording of Apophis to the Tok'ra, the one of like, I am, your god is alive and yeah. I will take over the world. It's me, Apophis. Um, dun, the the main guy here is Aldwin. Okay. I don't think we hear his name until the very end. Gotcha. Um, but Teal'c wants um, to go back and rescue the team, obviously. Right. Uh, he thinks there's only a short matter of time before Sokara takes action on the moon. Okay. Um, and Aldwin wants goes like, just wait. I'm going to go talk to the Toker High Council. I'll get back to you. Fair. So then we cut to them dragging Jack in to see Apophis, still clearly in much leg pain. And Apophis tells him Sam was much forthcoming. And Jack's like, bullshit. Yeah, please. Please. Don't even. This wouldn't work on most people. It's like, yeah. why do you think it's going to work on this team? Like, if somebody <laughs> dragged you somewhere, I'd be like, no, she didn't. And yeah. we're not nearly as badass as they are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nick didn't tell you anything. And so he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything either. So there's no, you go ahead and torture me, basically. He's like, I will then. <laughs> and although Apophis does say he's not here for information, he's here for amusement. Mm. And they shove the memory device onto him. And we cut to which... I'm pretty sure is the, well, when we get, we don't cut to his memory quite, quite yet. Right. But when we get to it, the most heartbreaking scene yeah. of the episode. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty hard to watch. Um, so he flashes, um, to him calling out to Charlie to play a game of catch. Yeah. And then they shove some blood of Sokar in him and they use his leg wound as a nice little pry for some extra pain. Yeah, let's Stick just, their finger in yeah. it. It's totally sanitary. Sam wakes up in the pit, and Jacob is still not doing well, um, but he's still with us for now. Mm-hmm. Um, Artuf explains that the blood of Sokar is a strong narcotic that causes hyper-realistic hallucinations. Gathered that. Thanks. Yeah, we figured that out. Thanks, Martu, for <laughs> Probably explaining the obvious. Probably would have been nice to know that that existed beforehand. Right, right, before um, we went in there. You know, it would have been nice of him to warn her. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, because it's not like he's... It's not like it's a random, like, the blood of something, which may or may not be here. It's called yeah. the blood of Sokar. So it's probably here, because yeah. this is where Sokar <laughs> hangs out. Hey, heads up, you may run into when they this thing called the blood of Sokar. And they torture you, they might use this stuff. And here's what they're going to do, so stay on your toes. No, not going to do that? Thanks, Martif. Yep. Jacob calls Sam over and tells her that he doesn't really want to sound negative, but he doesn't think he's going to make it. And Sam appeals to the grandfather within him (laughs) to not have to make Sam explain to what happened to his grandkids. To be fair. Yeah. If you can pull the grandfather card in anyone, it's probably going to work. Yeah. 
That's it's true. probably That's gonna true. work. Yeah. Something about them jeans and yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be yeah. fair, I have a hunch that the grandfather card may, depending on the age of the person, work better than the father card, maybe? Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, like if well, if you're well, if you're at the point where you have grandchildren, you yeah. probably appeal to the grand. Because yeah. listen, I know that the second my nieces were born, I was shop lover <laughs> to my dad. He's like, no, there's like other ones here. They're younger and prettier, just like the rest of your life. Used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, yeah. Zing. Just kidding, Dad. We love you. <laughs> um, and Sam then explains to Martoop how realistic the mind torture feels like, and to not let Apophis use Jonar against him. Right. And then he has to be angry about what Jolinara had to do to escape, but just remember she loved him, and, like, Martuf says almost nothing this whole time. Yeah. It's like, Martuf, can you, like, at least acknowledge that this is happening? You gotta tell us where you stand a little bit, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Or else we're gonna start to not trust you. I think at this part, he's like, yeah, I like Jolinara now, but you're cuter than she was. He's like, let's not talk about my ex. Exactly. (laughs) I feel like that's (laughs) his sexy voice. Let's not talk about Jolinara anymore. Yeah. What are you doing tonight? Yeah, you're looking pretty good with that that dirt smear all it's over like, your where, face. It's like, where are you going tonight? And she's like, hell. <laughs> like, I'm actually in hell. And it's mostly your fault. I'll join you. <laughs> tonight, we died in hell. <laughs> we got a little, little romantic candlelight behind us. A little fiery burning yeah. pits of hell. You know, it's pretty romantic. A couple screams just provide ambiance. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so inappropriate. Oh, it's so inappropriate. <laughs> oh, so we're back. Way to go, Marty. And now we do the flashback to the super not amusing scene. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is how we turn a podcast 180. Um, so we're now in Jack's flashback. He's calling yes. up to Charlie. Uh, and he, we see an adorable cardboard house with... Complete with a teeny yes. tiny American flag that hanging on it. That was very cute, yeah. That well, was patriotic adorable. Patriotic kid, of course. Um, so, and Charlie comes out with a green toy gun, calling out that Jack is dead, and we hear the sound of a real gun firing. Mm-hmm. Jack is not happy and wants to know where he got it. A friend gave it to him. It's just a water gun. Which, uh, to be fair, I understand this. I was not even allowed toy guns in the house. See, here's the thing I don't understand, though, because Jack did use weapons. Yes. So I have a hard time seeing that he would be completely against guns. No, no, no. It's not, No, no. I, I Okay, I understand completely where Jack's coming from. He okay. is not to the fact that he's against guns. He is the fact that you can never use this gun as a toy. Okay. Like, guns are not toys. When you're gotcha. old enough, I will teach you how to fire a gun and treat right. it with respect. Oh, gotcha. But you cannot have a water gun. You can't have a toy gun and run around and play like a and toy. And pretend that you're killing exactly people. Exactly like that's he's fair. doing here. Because that's, that's the what that was the rule in, in my house. Like, uh, okay. We couldn't have, like, now if it was like the re- the crazy nerf thing. Like a super soaker or yes. something of that sort. But sure. like anything, like that gun, no. Yeah. No. That's fair. That's so, fair. I, like I said, I totally understand where, where Jack was coming from in here because even here um charlie even says to jack he's like well you have a gun and jack's like that's different and charlie asks why and then he just kind of before he gets an answer kind of walks off to go inside right um and jack's like wait i i got you a new glove i want to play catch Mm -hmm. and um charlie claims that this is not what happened and that jack is just changing things to make it better Oh, um, and and Charlie's like, what really happened is that you got mad at Charlie and Charlie went in the house. And two weeks later, Charlie shot himself with your own gun. Yeah. They never played catch that day and they never will. And Jack's like, can't we just play catch? Holy 
crap, guys. That's yeah. uh, real shitty. Yeah. That's re- I don't even know where to take it. It's yeah. Just like, like, that's... Not a good feel. Like, of all the torture anyone got from Apophis, this is by far the worst, I think. Yeah, let me just remind you about how your child killed himself with your weapon. Yeah. That you probably still have to use now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, and what's, God. What's, and, like, this is Jack. Like... The fact that this gun was not completely, like, locked up yeah. and, and separate everything was probably a one-time occurrence, I can yeah. imagine, in, yep. in Jack's It's not life. something that happened. It's, it's someone who respects guns to that degree. Exactly. That something completely out of the ordinary exactly. had to have happened. Um, and Charlie's like, look, I'll play catch with you. And Jack hands him a glove. Mm. And, you know, he's like, if you, if you tell me. And, and yeah, Jack's like, geez. I'll tell you, I'll tell you anything, Charlie. Hmm. Charlie wants to know how he made contact with the Asgard. And Jack's like, come again for Big Fudge? Yeah, that's not something Charlie <laughs> would give shits about. And any shits about. He's yeah. like, it's okay, Dad. You can tell me the address to the Asgard homeworld. Huh, and huh. he's like, I don't know that because yeah. I'm Jack. Right. And he goes, and, and and Charlie's like, remember that time that you got the knowledge downloaded into your brain? That was really cool. Yeah, and no. By the way, this kid at this point is creepy. He's good at this. Yeah, he's good at being creepy and weird. But he is creepy. And Jack's like, um, no. No, And then he starts to realize what this is. And the truth of the matter is that Jack probably wouldn't know. No. Because <laughs> Jack's no one to remember these things. He's like, I don't know. They put it in my brain. Can't you get oh, it that's out? When, when Jack's like, I don't know the address. He really like, doesn't. Jack legitimately doesn't know yeah, the address. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm aware that they put this in here, but I don't, I can't access that. I'm no. not interested. No. <laughs> Just catch the ball and yeah. then throw it back to me. Yeah. Um, so on the Teltac, Aldwin rings back with a large box. He's been instructed to go back to Natu, and this is a weapon. He's going to blow up Sokar's ship. Hey. But since they can't get through the shields on the mothership, they're just going to shoot this shit at the moon and then cause the moon to explode and take the ship with it. Yeah, remember that uh, we got people on the spoon? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. Yeah, Teal's not down for that plan. No, I don't blame him. Because <laughs> of those reasons. <laughs> Aldwin's mm. like, this is the only way. Sokar cannot be allowed to ride to dominant power. Mm, okay, so it's like, okay. remember that time where we have people on the planet, on yeah. the moon? And nobody gets left behind. Like everyone, both of us do. And yeah. Alvin's like, but this is the mission. You either. I you like know, the way the Tolkor are so quick to like just. Sorry, guys. We're dead now. Yeah. And we'll kill our own people just to deal with this. I don't feel like that's... There's something really shady about that. There is something shady about it. Like, if there was no way of them rescuing right. Martooth and Jacob, maybe, because yeah. this is a really big threat. Yeah. And I'm sure if you ask Jacob and Martooth if you're, you know, sacrifice yourself in order to stop Sokar, because it's... Oh, real. totally. Yes. However... Yeah, there's a little too quick of like, but we can still maybe rescue them the, before the we send so the bomb. The so quick to do that. There's something about that that makes me feel like the Turkos a bit cowardly. Now, I know they're not, ultimately. They're a resistance well, force. I don't know if it's as much cowardly as if it's almost the issue of too much logic. Okay. Yeah. Or, or it's just... um. Guys, bear with me. I'm a calm major. It's almost <laughs> this idea of they they live this life that's so filled with uncertainties and anxieties and and threats to their well being that they just have to constantly try to create a balance. And it's like everything is uncertain and unsure. We have no room for anything to move. Yeah, there's no room for error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this all up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
All right, that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's it's it's very it's just the, Dr. Morrison. If you're listening, give me credit for that. <laughs> um, it's almost so this this kind of reminds me. This is going off on a slight tangent. Sure. Um, but you guys know I love uh, Alistair and Lonnie over at Storywonk. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Storywonk. Um, so Alistair just finished um, reviewing um, um, the uh, Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter, oh, okay. Chamber of Secrets. It was great. And this discussion started at the end of it of what would Dark Lords be like from the different houses? Oh. Because most of the Dark Lords do come from Slytherin, and okay. we kind of see why, the, the cunning and, and some of this. Sure. And what would these Dark Lords be from these other houses? Mm-hmm. And to me, obviously the Tok'ra are not Dark Lords in any way. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> not going there. However, to me, it's almost like what you would get if you had a Ravenclaw Dark Lord yeah. In the terms of they're not necessarily doing things in order to be evil. They're right. doing things because in it's what the next logic what they approach. think is that it's almost it's again, it's too much logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if we have to stop Sokar from taking over the galaxy, if he takes over the galaxy, he's gonna kill billions of people. Therefore, if we can we can kill him by taking out this one planet that has a million people. Therefore, that scale is balanced. So right. there we need to kill this. Yeah, like the Ravenclaws would be the ones that would not deal with the train conundrum. Mary. No. They'd be like, well, there's only one person on this side of the track. Exactly. We'd go the other way. There's like yeah. it's like a it's almost like a lack of emotion mm-hmm. type thing. It's like pure which numbers Which can be game. useful. Which can be useful. But I feel like this is the same thing. He's like, uh, well, there's, uh, what, 5,000 people on the planet? Sure. Uh, if we have to kill them in order to save a couple, you know, billions. billions yeah. Th- that's like a no-brainer. Yeah, that's true. There's there's a sense of moderation that's lacking with the exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, like I said, yeah. it's the same way of, of, you know, what would the different Dark Lords be in the different houses? I feel yeah. like all of the Tok'ra are... Um, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <laughs> I'll take it. I like it. The Tok'ra are Ravenclaw. Okay. So, back in the Sarlacc pit, Daniel wakes Jack up. Jack doesn't want to go to school. No. He's no, still in a lot of pain. Yeah. Everything hurts. And when he sits up, he has dirt stuck to his face. <laughs> when he wakes up, it. he would be the guy who's like, has pillow face. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I get, I get pillow face. <laughs> believe it i get pillow face um but no jack is jack is not okay (laughs) jack is definitely not okay um he goes they put the memory device on me and they gave me something it reminded me a lot of the 70s (laughs) i want to see jack in the 70s oh yeah he had like the stash like the matthew mcconaughey stash oh oh, gosh i forget the movie that's That's okay bad mustache it's but it it, but it happened that's the stash he had dazed and confused from dazed Confused. It's a bad, bad He's totally stash. wearing like the corduroy pants. Like, to be the tight fair, I will admit, most of the time, if you have a mustache, you better be connected to something. Oh, Mustaches yeah. on their own. A little weird. Little, no, a little bit they, weird. it's not a thing. Yeah, I'm not it's a fan not a either. Thing. I'm with you. Um, so, uh, but Jack, for now, is just going <laughs> to pass out again. Sure. Also, Apophis took So back in the Teltec, um, Teal'c is trying to logic his way out of this problem. And he's like, look, if Sokar is in an orbit, then we still have time to rescue everyone. Mm. And Alduin also tries to play the logic game. I will out-logic you. Yeah, saying, this is war. And to stop Sokar from ascending to the ultimate power, it would be worth sacrificing a few good people. It's exactly the issue we were just talking about. Right, right. Um, And he's like, once the weapon is launched, it'll be 12 minutes before the moon's core reaches critical mass. Wow. They're going to destroy a moon, guys. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. 
Um, so Apophis is still having fun with his toys. Mm-hmm. This time it's Martooth. And, you know, it's it's at this point to the point of the torture that he already has Sam dragged in the room. And Martooth can't tell if it's Sam or Jolinar. Right. And Apophis tells, goes, tell me the location of the Toka resistance or she dies. And Martooth struggles and Carter slash Jolinar tells him not to say anything. And it goes back and forth. And finally, Martooth says, Dantooine. They're yeah. on Dantooine. I mean, Entech. Um, <laughs> that took me too long. <laughs> if I hadn't said Entech at the end of it, you would have just I was like, why does doing sound familiar, but not from this episode? <laughs> I get it now, I get it, I'm done. Hashtag Star Wars. Um, <laughs> and now, Apophis wants Daniel brought in. Sure. So back in Sokar's throne room, the fleet is ready, but Bynar hasn't reported in yet. So mm-hmm. Sokar is going to cleanse the underworld before he launches attack on the system lords. Yeah, good luck with that. There's a lot to cleanse on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to take a lot of bleach. Oh, it's so much bleach. A lot of bleach. <laughs> um, and then we see Kentak leading Daniel up for fun times. Yay. Um, Martuf admits to Sam back in the pit that um, Martuf's like, I knew it was you all along. And Sam realizes now that you lied. And yeah. he's like, yeah, Antec is a primitive planet. There's no Tok'ra. And Sam's I'm like, really glad that this conversation goes down. Yeah. Because otherwise I was going to be like, Marty, you're lame. <laughs> you're the lamest of all the well, Martys. Well, you would have realized later, too, because Sokar does win. Apophis tells him Antec. Sokar's like, you're an idiot. I've right. already taken that over. There's no Tok'ra There's nothing there. there. Gotcha. Um, but Sam does say that Martuf was very convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, so if... If Martuf's like, well, if he knows where the Toker are or where they, he thinks they are, why would he want Daniel? And I was like, are you stupid? Yeah. It, he's been torturing everyone for different reasons. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to ask him where the Toker are. This is clearly Almanet related. Yeah. This is clearly Almanet related. This is clearly related. other issues. By the way, Apophis and Daniel have history that right. does not relate to you. Of other things. <laughs> Deal with it. So Daniel flashes back to his office after Shaw-Rae's death, and he's unpacking some of the stuff that Kasuf sent him of Shaw-Rae's, including the cup they drank from at their wedding. Um, and Daniel's, or Jack is like, he because he's walked in the room, he's mm-hmm. like, you, you can't give up. He goes, you know, I mean, she wants you to find the boy. Yeah. And Daniel's like, you... Hashtag find the boy. Hashtag find the boy. <laughs> and Daniel's like, you didn't even believe me that she would have sent me a message to the hand device. Mm. And he's like, well, I've been wrong before. Yeah. And it may not sound like I always believe you, but I always believe in you. I like this conversation because I feel like I've had these conversations with people. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I know, I know I said you were full of shit, but I've changed my mind, okay? <laughs> like, I don't think you're full of shit anymore. I think you may have a point and you should do the thing because it's better the thing we're dealing with now. This is me apologizing by not actually saying right. I apologize. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening, and that is exactly how I think Jack would approach an apology. Like and, that. and Jack is also like, "What? What is? What's that thing she called the boy again? A uh, harcesis?" Because <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, and where did she send him again? To he the faraway land. <laughs> nope. No. And he goes, come on, you know me. I just, you told me. I just can't remember. Uh-huh. And Daniel's like, well, no. first of all, I know you don't remember it, but no. Yeah. And then, because also, I know you wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. You would just be like, let's go there. <laughs> so back in the real world, Daniel knows this isn't real. While right. Sokar calls down to Binar, 
Uh, Apophis makes sure he knocks Daniel over first before yeah. responding to Sokar. That's what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and claiming that he is Apophis, Binar is dead, and everyone now follows all him. All hail Binar. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it would be Binar is dead, all hail Apophis. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and to which Sokar's like, Sokar is like, great, awesome, nice to meet you. Uh, we should still meet so that you can burn in the fiery pits of hell. <laughs> And uh, Pops is like, I before I burn, can we talk? Yeah, let's do that. But first, let's do this other thing. <laughs> Alvin wants to take fly to the dark side of the moon so that they can't be detected. And also to turn on the surround system. Because it's the only way to listen to the dark side like, of the look, moon. Look, I've heard there's blood of Sokar down there. Let's oh put my some gosh. blood on, man. Oh my gosh, could you imagine sitting back <laughs> in the cargo bay with some blood of Sokar? Yeah. With the lights out, with a few candles, I the mean, dark we, side of the moon pumping around in sound system. We did already reference the 70s. <laughs> it is only appropriate. Oh man. That we do this. That would be the Maybe biggest trip. Maybe put Wizard of Anna on. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, the, I remember. I remember the first time I heard Dark Side of the Moon. Dad, like, basically gave me the, the nice headphones and just uh-huh. sat me in the living room. And he goes, listen, I'll be back in however long it takes. <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what just happened? What's happening to my brain? <laughs> Things are happening to my brain that I cannot understand. <laughs> Um, so Apophis um, claims that to to uh, Sokar, he claims that he's tortured the intruders and knows who they are and have learned much. He wants a chance to serve them, to serve Sokar as mm. a strong gold and bow at his feet. And Sokar's like, okay, chill, dude. Fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Relax. Bring it down a notch. <laughs> he orders Danny to be taken away. and But as he's getting up, he sees the communication device on the table. So instead of just getting up, Danny decides to... Punch the brick wall of a Jaffa. Yikes. So that he takes a good punch to the jaw and yeah. falls, and he grabs the communicator on the way down. Also, we're glad the guy's not a lefty, in yeah. this case, he would have gone the opposite direction. That's a good, like, you know, I, I almost hope that Daniel was hedging his bets that that's exactly how that would happen. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm ex- no, take that's a punch. exactly who's doing. Yeah. That's to- why he punched the guy, because otherwise he just, he saw the communicator. He's right. like, I need a way to grab this. Yeah, I need a distraction. Here, hit me. <laughs> he took one to the face. Literally. That really probably hurt. Yeah. That's okay. One hell of a black guy that we don't actually see. Good job, Daniel. Good job to take a punch. <laughs> well, if he's gonna, he's gotta at least be good at taking punches. This is true. Yeah. You know, it's like he's gotten he, punched before yeah, in his life. Yeah, he's probably getting good at stuff in lockers too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Sokar admits to Kintak, or sorry, Apophis admits to Kintak that he will kill Sokar and take over his rule. He will convince Sokar to make him the Lord of Natu, and as he comes down to Brandon. He's going to kill him. And he shows up this nice little gauntlet sword that Yay. shings out. <laughs> shing, shing. That's shing. a fun sound. It's a fantastic sound. <laughs> I love it. Um, so on the Teltac, they notice someone using the ring device to head uh, up to the ship from Natu, uh, which is in orbit, and mm. the weapon is ready to launch. So when Danley gets back to the pit, he shares the knowledge of all that he overheard with Apophis and Sokar and hands mm-hmm. over the communicator. Sure. So um, Teal hears Sam calling up to him, and he calls for Alduin to wait, which Alduin doesn't, and then right. pulls a Zap gun on Teal'c and fires the weapon anyway. Yeah, well, that's, I'm not surprised that that happened. Yeah. I'm really not. Um, from this point, shit goes real fast. No kidding. Uh, so on the planet, it starts shaking, and the fire starts, and everyone thinks it's Sokar attacking, the people yelling in the background, and Teal'c tells them they have 12 minutes before the planet's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Jack's like, we're not dead yet. Yeah, we got 12 minutes. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> and I just flash react to the scene from Monty Python on the Grail. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> well, you're almost there. <laughs> That's appropriate. Sam has an idea using physics. Yay, so science. She she lays a large rag into a crevasse and they start filling with rocks. Mm-hmm. So on Sokar's ship, Apophis grovels and Sokar is like, just give me the info. Damn mm-hmm. it. Just... Stop. Just give me info. And mm-hmm. finally, Apophis tells him that the it, everyone's on the planet intact. So Car's not amused. <laughs> He's like, I conquered them already. Yeah. There's no Tokra yeah, there. dumbass. Yeah, basically. So so Car just ordered Apophis killed slowly. Yeah. Well, that's, well, what Throw else would you do? Throw him into the Sarlacc pit. Good job. Good job, because Apophis. Because to be fair, Apophis is not smart enough like Boba Fett in order to escape the Sarlacc Right. <laughs> I don't think so. Either. He's going to be just slowly digested over He's just years. a little too... Um, Annoying. Selfish. Sel- selfish. You know what I mean? Like too self-interested Asshole. to be thinking that far ahead of things. <laughs> yes. He's just like, well, I decided that this will work. Therefore, it will work. Yeah, that's not how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the Teltec Alderman wants to start getting out of here, and so they're not caught in the explosion, but Teal'c's like, No. They're gonna wait. Yep. And then Till, who's done with this shit, yep. steps up to Aldwin, takes the Zack gun, knocks him into the car bay, sh- cargo bay, and shuts the door. I love this. I love that this had, Till had this in his pocket the whole time. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like, bro, I could have taken you out anytime I wanted Exactly. To. I was just trying to be nice to you, but you proved to be a complete dick. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I love how it looks like not even with any effort. Yeah. Like he could have done this one handed and reading a book. It's like, yeah, it's like when you're like fake having like a uh, like a game with a little kid or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, like arm wrestling. My niece used to like to arm wrestle. And so I would just be like, oh, oh it's taking forever. Oh, you're so and strong. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so back in the pit, the physics works and the heat and the pressure in the crevasse build up enough to blow all the rocks up Yay. and break the pit trap door. Now we see Apophis getting tortured yeah. badly while that's, Sokar laughs. Well, that's kind maniacally. of maniacally. It's a little bit earned. Yeah. Oh, it's well earned. Yeah. Oh, we're cheering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the team helps each other out of the pit. And Daniel tells Tilk that he's there on their way. Once on the, uh, back on the Teltec, the timing must be precise. And Aldwin, with his for his own credit, decides that if they're going to risk suicide. They might he might as well help. And so he gives well, a think, bunch of info to Teal. I think to his own credit, he's finally realized this guy can kill me. Yeah, I exactly. might as well help him. Yeah, for my own self, I don't uh, think I'm in charge anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. <laughs> um, and they make it up to Apophis' chamber fairly easily. In Sokar's throne room, Apophis collapses from pain as a Jafar runs in and tells them that the moon is unstable and it doesn't mm-hmm. look good. They right. should probably move the ship. And this is the point where Apophis takes his hidden sword, shing, right. takes <laughs> on the Jafar, torturing him, swipes the throat of the other Jafar, killing him, takes the staff weapon, and goes to fire on Sokar, who raises his shield at the last moment. But Apophis gets the chance to run then, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all in slow motion, so you don't miss anything. Sure, yeah. Uh, you gotta see that Apophis is getting out here left. Because for a second, even on my second watch, I was like, is this where Apophis dies again? That would suck <laughs> to come back for two episodes and die again. Also, Sokar's pissed. No kidding. Sokar is pissed. He, well, he just got beat by a lesser god, right? Yeah. A lesser gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's pissed. 
So um, everyone is set for the ring's transportation, and it's successful. So mm-hmm. the team arrives in the cargo bay just in time, Perfect. and they see the ring's transport from the ship to the planet. Mm-hmm. And then the moon is destroyed, and the ship along with it. Yay. And Teal goes and opens their cargo bay doors, and everyone's on the floor. Jack wants ice cre- iced tea, air conditioning, and water. <laughs> so he's been in Florida. Yes. <laughs> yes. Teal, I mean, this is, you know, the... See, it's not. I don't consider it the the armpit of, of the U.S. It's <laughs> no, the ball sack. The ball sack. The, uh, yeah, it's shit. <laughs> I like <yeah>. that. <laughs> uh, and Tilk smiles and hands him a canteen while Martouf is doing some first aid on his leg. Sure. Um, Tilk hands Alduin the Zack gun, and Alduin reluctantly says thanks. <laughs> thanks for giving me back my gun yeah. and not killing me with it, basically. You get a shot of Daniel with his head in his hand. He gives no fucks about anything no, he's anymore. Done. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to see you guys for like a week. Yeah. I'm going to go eat apple fritters <laughs> and fucking play video games. <laughs> uh, and Jacob is wondering if Sam has some leave coming up, a father daughter vacation. Alaska's cold this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a wonderful flea to black oh, end of the episode. Oh, I like it. Except not quite. No. We see Apophis turn towards the camera on what's left of Sokar's palace. Yeah. Aww. And then the end of the episode. Let me tell you that I thought for some reason Apophis would end up on the ship with our team. That's really what I thought. It was going to be some weird backwards <laughs> thing. That's the, like half of the episode. That's what you're saying. Well, and the thing happen. is, the devil you know makes me feel somehow like it would become the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay. And so it's like, that shit. Make sense. Apophis is going to be on the ship, and then we're going to have to fight Zokar with Apophis, and we're going to have to be friends with Apophis. That's, no one wants that. Nobody wants that. I don't want that. I'm glad it did not go down that way. So we we know Apophis isn't dead. Right. Do, do you think Zokar's dead? I don't think I don't think he's dead. I okay. think it's too easy, and I'm not convinced that we don't have to work with Apophis. <laughs> um, I hope we don't. You know, it really seems unfair that Apophis is back. We killed him. Yeah. Yes, we didn't kill him. Correct. We sent him through the Chapa Eye through the Stargate. Well, we killed him, but then we sent. Yeah, him Yeah, we Chapa didn't Eye. disintegrate his body like we should yep. have or yep. whatever. Yep. But um. You know, it seems kind of like a, a cop-out that he's back, so there's got to be more story there. I, I, I think we're going to end up having to begrudgingly work with him. All right. And I'm not a big fan of that. All right. But we'll see where it goes. We'll see. We'll see where it takes so us. So now that we have part two of this two-parter, mm. where would you place this? Does um, this go on your top five? I don't know. I feel like this is creating story for our finale. That's okay. where I'm going with. So I don't know that this ranks yet. Now, here's the yeah, truth. Yeah, I, I really like this two-parter, uh-huh. but it doesn't rank in my top five of the season. I think maybe at the end of the season, I may go back and say, actually, this needs to come in. But okay. right now, I think I'm going to leave things alone. Forever and a day, point of view, past and present, learning curve, and into the fire. And mine is Forever in a Day, Points of View, Fair Game, Past and Present, and Legacy. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so next week, we're going to be looking at Foothold, okay. um, which is a, like just a fun little one-off episode. Interesting. I like a good one-off. Yeah, well, this was heavy-duty. Like, yeah. This was heavy-duty mythology stuff. So. I was like, Stargate, it's finals weeks. Give me something easy. So this will be something easy. This will be something Yay. easy. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's where we're at. I, I, I'm, it's uh, it was It was a good... I, I feel like this episode is here to build something for later. Yeah. And that's why it needs to be here. Sokar's a pretty good villain. I, I dig I dig how how scary he is. He's mm-hmm. creepy. Um, he's um, 
he's creepy because he's more human-like than some yeah. of our other villains, and I like that. He's, he's strange, he's very over-the-top, and yet somehow not quite as over-the-top as yeah. some other people. And he really does, you know, he's not campy as... I think that's what it is. He's over the top he's campy, yeah. Yeah, whereas Hathor, you kind of roll your eyes at how camp she is. As someone who's wearing a gigantic hood and cloak is not campy. And compared to but, Hathor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I, I mean, like, Hathor's like the share. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know? But even like, um, but even like, uh, uh, you know, Apophis and Amonet, when you see them That's in their full, like, they're still pretty damn... There's something a little more melodramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, so. and, you know, something about the devil part of it real di- really dials home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, scary. I don't like Zokar. I don't like Zokar right. at all. So, um, catch <laughs> us next week for Foothold. Yes. Uh, always, you can find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, you can also find us on Gmail at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Woohoo! Um, and I feel like there's more things we're supposed to say, but I'm drunk, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it does not take a lot. It takes very little blood of Sokar. <laughs> like, like a drop of blood of Sokar. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.